This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Good morning. Welcome to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White, and I'm here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and phone surgeons in Hattiesburg. Wilts Cotrere is out this week. Everyday Tech is MPB Think Radio show about consumer technology and your very own personal IT department all wrapped up into one convenient package. Jeremy can help you fix it. Wilts can help you keep it safe and they can do both. Both can do either well. Next week, I'll try to say that better. So you're in good hands either way. Coming up today, hey, we got DuckDuckGo for Mac. Uh, that's exciting for Mac users. Uh, the PC market could be on the decline. Some statistics are kind of pointing in that direction. Facebook is making Zuck Bucks. This is something that they've been rumored to be doing for a long time, trying to make their own um, kind of independent currency that can work within the framework of Facebook. And they've kind of tried this a couple of different ways, and it really hasn't taken well so far, in spite of the fact that like one in every six human beings on the planet Earth is an active Facebook user, but uh, they're back at it again. Just don't let the Mississippi legislature know. Uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery have combined their streaming powers uh, for a new option in the streaming universe. Speaking of streaming, everything you need to know for April, uh, new streaming options, uh, older classic movies, new shows, new seasons for popular shows. Now that it's the 13th of April, we'll get this out for you. We did have uh, uh, the uh, last week, we had a a drive week, so it was a little bit different. And uh, uh, Elon Musk and Twitter, this has been much of the tech news this week. Uh, he's he's bought a big chunk of Twitter, nearly 10% of it. Uh, he was invited onto their board. Initially, he was going to do it. Uh, they had a whole series of events set up around it. Then he decided to decline that, and that could be for several reasons. One of those uh, could be that um, to be on the board, you cannot own more than like 14.9%. Uh, he may be looking to go past that number. The other is, is that... Uh, to be on their board, he may have to operate under uh, their code of conduct for the company, and uh, he may not be cool with that. Um, and uh, just all of his other ventures, which there are many, uh, may create an unforeseen conflict of interest. That could be it also. We want to hear from you this morning. Got any tech problems, issues, questions? Do you have a story or experience to share Call Everyday Tech today. The number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can email us, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Jeremy, good morning. How's it going? Hey, Jeremy, you there? Well, I thought I was. (laughs) Um, I have a delay there. Good morning. Uh, Yeah, I've been... uh dealing with some projects this week trying to get some uh 
some unfinished business taken care of and making good progress. So uh, as I whittle things off my list, I get caught up from two weeks ago when I took time off to go on my honeymoon. But I am uh, super glad to be at work. I've done a lot of battery replacements this week. I've worked on a PlayStation. I have got a uh, Razer Blade uh, laptop. I have to specify that on my uh, bench right <laughs> a battery replacement on and um, looking forward to whatever else comes my way this week and I gotta say regarding the uh, Facebook currency Zuckbucks is an awful name yes. I, come on like I, I mean could you be any more narcissistic like hey let, let's call them Zuckbucks I mean it's just a stupid name. It sounds like something that has like no value whatsoever. It's like a McDollar. I mean, like nobody <laughs> dollar off a of McDonald's. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it, that's how goofy it sounds. Though I expect like a clown to give me that, like a fully dressed clown. Like here you go, you've got five suck bucks. <laughs> or yeah, playing a, you know, playing the uh, what's the game where you roll the balls up to the why, uh, why can't I think of what that's called? Ski ball. Thanks. You know, yeah. playing some skee ball at the Chuck E. Cheese, and you hit that hundred a couple times, and spits out yeah. five zuck bucks at you. Yeah, I see that. There you go. <laughs> currency. Yeah, I, I don't know that that's. And to your point, I know that that's not exactly what they're probably going to call it. But internally, and this has to be funny, right? Uh, internally. Uh, folks inside the building seem to have taken to calling them Zuck Bucks. I bet the yes men and the sycophants and the suck ups just tell him that it is the greatest name ever <laughs> than Dollar. Yep. Hey, boss, yeah, we should call these Zuck Bucks, right? And he's like, eh, hey, maybe so. I don't know. Ah. It's a name. I hope I don't get in trouble with you. I think I, I, if I were to put a suggestion in there, maybe Zcash or something. Ooh, Zcash. Now, that sounds I'm, way I, better. I, I didn't think about that, Jeremy. It does sound like some Chuck E. Cheese, McDonald's, Zuck Bucks. Like, it's like something that happens that's bad. It's like, oh, oh, somebody pulled a prank on you. You got Zuck Bucks. <laughs> For every $20 you spend at Amazon, you get 10 Zuck Bucks. <laughs> Something like that. All right. So there's plenty to dig into today, uh, including um, more um, more cyber warfare uh, between uh, Ukraine and Russia and uh, very, oh, yeah. varying levels of success <laughs> or failure, depending on which side you're on with that, which is very, very interesting. Let's take a call here almost right off the bat. We're going to talk to uh, Hazel, who's in Sugarlock. Hazel, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. I don't know if y'all can hear me or not. I'm going to have to stop again. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I'm a mail carrier in Sugarlock, so <laughs> let me get stopped. But my question is, it's about my email. Um, I can't get emails on my computer or my cell phone. And I have an at-home business that I do, so I really need to get my emails. But... About two weeks ago, I got this message in my email. It said that my box was full. So I started to delete the emails, and it still did not work. And people are sending me emails, but the emails are being returned to them. And it's, they're saying that it's saying that 
it doesn't exist or whatever. That email doesn't exist. And I've had that email for years and years. But I have deleted the the app, reinstalled it, and I still cannot get my email. So removing the app isn't going to fix the problem because this is on the server side where your emails are. It's not on your phone. It's not that your phone has run out of space. It's that the server that holds your emails is literally at capacity. And so it has to deny people that send an email because it doesn't have any space. So do you have a Gmail or a Yahoo? What do you have? Well, I have a Gmail, too, and that's fine. But um, my business one is uh, Outlook. Okay. So if if it's your business, is it like your name at yourbusiness.com? No, um, actually, it's um, my name at Outlook.com. Okay, all right. So what you need to do is uh, you need to log in on your uh, email side of things. I imagine you have somebody who set this up for you, or did you set it up yourself? I, I set it up myself. I've had this for years, even before I started, you know, getting uh, emails from, you know, people that buy products from me or what have you. But, well, um, see, here's the thing is that your account is set up on a, a company's server somewhere, whether it's with GoDaddy or Google or whatever the case may be. Um, you have to log into that account on that end and see if you can either up the amount of disk space that you are allowed in your email account or you need to uh, contact your uh, provider and get them to do that for you. Um, I have to do this for clients all the time, uh, especially on custom domain, like like you have with your last name. Um, eventually your inbox just doesn't have the capacity. So you either have to log in and change the capacity and uh, move it up quite a bit, or go in there and purge the old emails in bulk. Purging yeah. in bulk is going to take a while because you have so much in there. So my recommendation would be to see if your uh, email server provider can give you some more space. Sometimes it's as simple as logging into your account and allocating more space for yourself on the email server side. You can't do it from logging into your account on Outlook. You have to go to wherever your domain is hosted, whether that's, like I said, GoDaddy or SiteGround or HostGator or whatever. And I swear, I can't even remember where, because I, I, I got this email, I think, back in 2016, and I cannot remember. But now I did see something on there well, where it was uh, wanting to charge me so much a month, and I thought it might have been spam, so I just ignored it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe that's um, what they were doing? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like they were trying to sell you more space, and you said no, so they were like, okay, she doesn't want more space. Turn her emails away. So um, what you've got to do, um, there are ways to determine who your email provider is based on how you log into your accounts and everything. Um, but you would have to go into your back end of your email provider to see how that's linked. Um, if it's connecting to secureserver.net, then that's GoDaddy's email provider. Um, so that may help point you in the right direction. But uh, yeah, you got to figure out where your email is being hosted. And that would go beyond the scope of what we can assist you with here on the air. Okay, so find out who I'm getting that email service through, correct? And then notify them that I need help with that. Yes. Now, uh, in the event that you can't find somebody to help you, would like to give you my office number because, like I said, I assist people with this kind of stuff all the time. Uh, 601-557-0411. I'm right here in Hattiesburg, but I can do stuff remotely, and I can definitely assist you with your issue. If you cannot find any help from your email provider or your 
web host or wherever it is that you happen to need to go to get this fixed. All right. Can, can you give me the phone number one more time? I'm sorry. I had to get something to write with. 601-557-0411. Okay. All right. Well, I sure appreciate it very much. I'm going to try and figure it out for myself. If not, I'll give you a call, okay? Yes, ma'am. Good luck. Now, Thank I don't you. usually try to turn calls into business for me, but with the scope of something like that, I've got to go and dig into her MX records, which are her mail exchange records, to find out where her mail even goes. So as far as, you know, somebody just doing this, if she can get the email provider to do it, they'll probably do it through customer service and it won't cost her anything. Otherwise, it's probably going to be something that's going to take some time and some labor to figure out just exactly where her email is hosted and what the issue is. Because it could be something else besides uh, needing more space allocated. She may not have any space and she may just have to go in and bulk delete emails. But that issue can be wide uh, as far as different causes, different things that it can do to your email. So it's a little beyond what we can just help with here on spot. All right, Hazel, we appreciate the call this morning. And yeah, that's a, that is an issue. Uh, you know, personal business of hers, time is money. Uh, if you're not getting emails and uh, needing to try to figure out how that's working. Let's stay on the phones before we take our first break. Let's go to Itabina where we got Fletch on the line. Fletch, what's going on? Morning, fellas. Hey, uh, I am not a, uh, a Facebooker, and I've grown to not to become much of a fan of Zuckerberg with some of the things he and his company is doing. But the first thing that popped into my mind <laughs> was Meta Bucks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds kind of like right. the uh, the Mega Bucks, Mega Ball, whatever lottery stuff. Well, sounds and- a lot better than Zuckerberg Bucks. <laughs> You know, and that's the thing. It's like uh, when you read stories now, especially from tech sites like The Verge or Engadget or whatever, um, they've almost completely gone away from calling it Facebook and call it Meta now, although it's still the product is still Facebook technically. But, uh, yeah, Meta Bucks, that sounds a lot better. That almost sounds uh, futuristic to some degree. Yeah, right behind he told me that uh, he's been doing work with uh, Facebook for years, and internally they've been calling themselves Meta for quite some time. Yeah. I don't – here's the thing, though, and I, this is a difficult situation for them, I know. But uh, I know there's a lot of negative PR that's been around Facebook, but at the same time, I mean, we just talked about it, and we've mentioned it several times before. It's like one in six human beings on planet Earth are daily Facebook users. Or similar, or close to daily, uh, in some statistical uh, form or fashion. And uh, man, I just I don't know if you walk away from you know that kind of uh, marketing recognition. I, maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. But uh, and it seems like the word changing changing your company from Facebook to Meta, especially for a company that's seemingly. Um, not so inadvertently slapped a bunch of its users in the face in certain ways. Ah, that, that seems pretty uh, hoity-toity of them to call themselves meta in a large extent. Anything else, Fletch? No, all good. Thanks, fellas. Take oh, care. All right. We appreciate it. Thanks for the call from Itabina this morning. You can call us uh, up today. Got any tech problems, concerns, questions? Got something new you're trying to get into, new products that you're looking forward to, 
We'd love to hear your story today. 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. Metabucks might ultimately be what it turns into, but Zuckbucks is how it's being presented, at least in the media, uh, with uh, tongue firmly planted in cheek. This is Everyday Tech. You can email us, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after this timeout right here on Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Jeremy. I'm Jay Wiltz is out this week. We appreciate you listening. You can uh, get in on the show with us. Uh, the number to call is, uh, I got to call it up here because, again, I didn't want to confuse the drive number from last week, which is currently burned into my brain. <laughs> See, last week I tried to give out the regular call number for drive, and now that it's the regular number again, I'll give out the drive number. Usually about a week behind with all these things. That's just, you know, anyway, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Still plenty to get into today, but we're going to go right back to the phones. And first up is Sue, who has called us from Beaumont. Sue, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? I don't think it was you two that was there last week, but they were talking about um, how how Facebook would put that, how Facebook would know how to put things on their phone, like incentives for ads and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what that is? That, that, that's an invasion of privacy. Somehow or another, Facebook is listening to what you say when your phone is off. That's not science fiction. They're doing it because yesterday well, I was talking stop. to someone about an esoteric subject, just some well, off-the-wall thing. Sue, that, that was us that you were listening to. It, it, two weeks ago, we talked yeah. about... Um, uh, in, in, invasive, I guess there's one way you want to put it, um, a personalized ads. And then last week, the talk, topic came back up again. And I think this is a conversation and a topic that we could probably talk to some extent about uh, on every single episode of this show. And people would ha- people all over would have very strong feelings one way or the other about it. Because so, I, I was surprised, you know, I mean, a, a subject that you wouldn't normally, you know, expect to see on Facebook really. and there they had this ad two ads for different things that we had talked about I said that's an invasion of privacy somehow or another they are listening to what you're saying when you're off the phone and the phone's turned off <laughs> okay, Jeremy so talk, what were you going to say Jeremy somehow they're listening to you okay because there are other ways that your activity can be monitored besides blatantly using the microphone on your phone okay? I, I don't order anything off the computer or, or Facebook or anything like that all right, I don't do you have any contact pers- with anything, anybody like that. Mm-hmm. 
No. So when you look up things online to purchase, how do you do that? The online. Do you, how, do you, how do you how do you hide from your advertiser ID? How, how do you hide from the unique identifier that they have for you? Online? I'm trying right now to erase some things that, that you know. Every time I come across something I don't like, I try to erase it. And sometimes it lets you erase it, and sometimes it won't. But I don't order anything online. All I use the phone for is for the telephone part and, uh, you know, to check on my children in various parts of the country, see how they're doing. I don't do anything else. So I say Facebook is listening to you when you're not aware of it. But do you do you ever use the Internet on your phone, Sue? Mm-mm, no. Never? Never. And you don't, you don't go to any stores uh-uh. with your phone? Wow! You don't ever take it out with you. You don't go anywhere with it. You well, keep I, when, it I, in a, when I'm in the car, I take it with me in case I have car trouble. You know. Oh. Okay. So I live out of here in the boondocks. I don't. I don't use phone. It's it just phone and check on my children. That's but, all. But hang on, Sue. He's about to tell you how, even though you think you're blocking yourself from it, you're still being tracked. Hang I don't on. Like let, idea. Let, let him. Let him. Let him tell you how this works now. Sue, do you have a smartphone? No, I've just got a $20 phone from, from the dollar store. Okay, well, I imagine there's even ways that they've come up to uh, track those. But your devices follow where you go, and they can pinpoint your location based on uh, triangulation. Even if you have an older cell phone, your location can be determined, and your information can be leaked out there. Even when you choose not to do something on the Internet, you're adding to the profile of things that you do and do not do. And these things learn about you very quickly based on the things that you look at online, based on the articles that you click on, based on the ads that you do or do not click on. You don't have to click on them. You can scroll right past them and they're still creating a profile for Stu. Okay? You can try to keep as much information as you want off the internet, but if you have a Facebook profile and you have friends you have a unique advertiser ID that may be used to sell you things based on what your friends are purchasing or looking at or scrolling right past. Okay? So there is no way to escape the all-seeing eye of the internet. Like I mean when it when it comes down to it they have put so much money into developing this technology that if it didn't work this well, they, I mean, they, they would have just blown their cash, basically. But they, there's just so much research and time that have gone into this. And even now, when Apple has started to roll back on some of these privacy concerns and start to give that power back to the users, there are ways to get around these things. So no one is no one is infallible against this stuff. No one can, can avoid it unless you just don't have a smart device that you don't care that you carry that you refuse to carry with you is the only way that you could escape this and there is still technology in your car probably that can be used to track you depending on how these things are hooked up there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of technology in our lives that are tracking the things that we do that we didn't necessarily agree to being tracked this way but they have figured out ways to finagle all kinds of different technology to leak information. Back several years ago, Vizio was caught using their network connections on their TVs to snoop on their users and try to send them ads and stuff. So there are companies that have done this. There are companies that have tried to to 
uh, what's the best way to put it? To nefariously uh, poke into the things that we want to purchase and don't want to purchase. And they have developed very, very clear profiles. So every time you get on the internet, that profile, that ID is attached to you. And everywhere you go and everything you look at adds to that ID. It's not as simple as, oh, it's just listening to me through a microphone. They don't have to do that anymore. There was a, a, a Twitter feed that I posted uh, last week after we discussed this that was uh, – it was written by a uh, – a, did a security expert and he says that there's id there's information everywhere so like he went to his mom's house and he stayed with her for a week and he never mentioned nor looked up her toothpaste online and yet he was getting ads for the same toothpaste that he was using at his mom's house and he starts to tell you about how Advertisers cross-reference your interests and your browsing history and your purchasing history in comparison to the people that you hang around. So, for example, I was thinking about this. I was at my cousin's house last night. My wife was there with me. My brother was there with me. And while we were there just hanging out and having a good time, our phones were exchanging information. Our phones were leaking our location and letting someone know that we were all hanging out together. Now, who is that someone? Somebody that's not looking for us specifically, but that aggregates large amounts of data to use that to send things that we would potentially purchase. So am I getting any invites for any uh, liquor that we talked about? Or am I getting any ads for that? No, I don't think we can do liquor ads online. But there is still information that was exchanged just by our phones being in proximity to one another for a period of time. So it's like, okay, they know that these several IDs, these IDs hang out, so they must be friends. They're around each other geographically a lot, so they must be connected. Then you connect it all through Facebook and all your online buddies and all that, and you have this endless web of information about anybody you want. Sue, we appreciate the call this morning. And uh, uh, what Sue's a... Sue and Mikey, who is uh, on hold, we'll get to her here after a call from Vicksburg. Uh, they're uh, some MPB rock stars. We had that match last week during our drive from a listener in Duck Hill. That remains still kind of a, a cloud of mystery. We do thank him. You know, we, I, think I mean, there ain't that many people live in Duck Hill. We could probably... I mean, the Internet probably knows who he is already, <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, but, uh, yeah, and this is um, – this uh, Twitter thread that you were talking about, Jeremy, is fascinating stuff. And yes. uh, it is um, on our uh, Facebook page, uh, which you can go to, uh, speak, of, speak of the devil, <laughs> facebook.com forward slash everyday tech MPB. And uh, – just to give you the idea of it, here's the 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 top of the thread is it's a guy named Robert G. Reeve, and that's his Twitter account. Uh, Twitter account Robert G. Reeve R E E V E. He says, "I'm back from a week at my mom's house, and now I'm getting ads for her toothpaste brand, the brand I've been putting in my mouth for a week. We never talked about this brand or Googled it or anything like that." And he goes on to say, as a privacy tech worker, let me explain why this is, why this is happening. And he leads into uh, this thread by saying, first of all, your social media apps are not listening to you. This is a conspiracy theory. 
And it's been debunked over and over again. But frankly, they don't need to because everything else you give them unthinkingly is way cheaper and way more powerful. And it just goes on from there. And one that I had not thought about, and we had not really mentioned it in any kind of way, but you touched on it just a second ago, uh, Jeremy, and it's fascinating to think about. But your phone recognizing the things that you scroll past is just as important as any data that they get from you, right? And it's, but it's it's something that we don't even think about. And I don't even know that we should, or, or I mean, that shouldn't be on our radar, right? But it is data. It is data. Because not doing something is doing something. Right. It's making a choice of some kind. And so, you know, let's say that you're scrolling through Facebook and there's some, you know, far-right political ad or, or uh, post or whatever, and you scroll right past it. Okay, well, one time, maybe maybe you just weren't interested. Maybe you just weren't in the mindset for it. But consistent behavior is where the profile really starts to get to know you well. And that's where we are now. And we are years and years and years into this thing. They have giant uh, files on all of us and all the things that we've purchased or not purchased or showed some kind of interest in or researched or whatever. The uh, um, last week tonight, the John Oliver show on HBO, the uh, his um, he has one big monologue at the end of his episode each week. And this past week's show was about data and how big, you know, big tech, not even big tech, really, but how how your data is farmed and how with little care or regard for the individual because this data is bought in in bulk of millions and millions of users it would be impossible to take care of each individual data a person's data that you buy but it just goes to show you how um how this information is how nonchalantly it is moved about and I, I joke again about how I just wish we got a cut, right? <laughs> we, we just we deserve the slightest cut for our slightest bit of data that's being passed back and forth. Well, you know that they're benefiting from this when the default option is to opt out, not to opt in. Oh, hey, we want to sell your data. Is that okay? Yeah. Well, nobody can. But it's like, oh, you can opt out if you want. We're going to let you know, yeah, we're selling your data. You can opt out. But the default is that we just hope you just don't even pay attention to it. That way it can just be this this ghost that lingers around you <laughs> pointing out that you should purchase. Right. All right, let's go to Vicksburg and talk to Rao, who's been very patient with us. Rao, thanks for calling. Good morning. Hi. Uh, thank you. I enjoy uh, your uh, talks, and I enjoyed the comment about the, the last issue. Actually, one of my pet peeves is that in our government, federal government should follow the European standards in terms of privacy rules, so mm. we opt in rather than opt out of many of these things. But that's not my question. I have two questions which are kind of related. Uh, the first one is a desktop. You know, I have a, a standard Windows 10 operating system, and I try to update to the, not the latest one, but the last one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the problem has been there even before the last couple of uh, updates. What it is is, when I'm composing a message in Gmail, on my desktop, I have a white screen, you know, and so I compose, and unless I hit a carriage return, 
you know, should continue. But what happens is I can use the delete button to delete a character or you know, uh, number of characters. But when mm-hmm. I try to use backspace at the end of the last sentence, it suddenly the whole sentence disappears. Are you holding and your shift key by chance? No. Okay. Because if you hold shift and you hit backspace, it will delete like a whole line. However, oh. um, this problem that you're having, you said that it's only occurring with Gmail? Yeah. Yeah. Gmail. Very strange. So if you were and to use a different I'm browser, like are you using Edge or Chrome or Firefox? I use Chrome. Okay. So what I want you to do is try a different browser and see if the issue persists. If it does, then it's a glitch with Gmail and Google will just have to fix that. You might be able to file a bug report or something. Um, I don't think that's going to be a Windows glitch necessarily. I mean, no, it no, could I... be, actually, but it's weird that it would only affect your Gmail. Oh, okay. Okay, I will try that. And now let me ask you this. Uh, you said if you, by accident, if you press Shift and uh, Backspace, then it will delete the whole bunch of stuff. Is that right? Yeah, it will delete. It will delete word by word. But if you hold down Backspace and Shift, it will delete like a whole line. Yeah, pretty quick. So if you hold down Backspace, but uh, uh, okay, you shift and do Backspace, then it will delete a whole lot. But if you just do it, it but if there is a still continuing, I will look for another browser and see if it works. Okay, thanks for, for that hint. Now, my second question is about my iPhone. Right. It's control. I had a uh, bit of a what? misfire there. Hold control and backspace and it will delete the whole word. I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. I never use control. I never use control backspace. So <laughs> it's strange. But anyway, something with the Gmail maybe. And now let me ask you the other question is, you know, I have an iPhone SE. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a couple of years old, not too long. I have the latest iOS 15.4 operating system on it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, not, not the latest, the most recent yesterday or day before. And uh, when I went through that, you know, a few days ago, it's not less than a week, you know, I, it gives you a whole bunch of options and uh, in settings and all. I went through that and, you know, I, mean, I have, you know, some things that I was not using before because they were not available. You know, I had uh, one of these voice repeat or something like voice interpret or something like that, that I thought, okay, it would be good when I'm uh, doing a, you know, composing a message or something. But, uh, you know, so what happens is now, I mean, not now, a few days ago, I see whenever I compose a message, I see these left hand uh, uh, kind of symbol on left hand side and greater than symbol on the right hand side at the top of my screen. Apparently, those are for interpreting my uh, whatever I type into a voice message. Uh, you know, but I did not realize that. You know, they were blocking you know, some other uh, things that I normally do. But my question is this: uh, uh, you know, whenever I am doing either you know a Gmail primarily, maybe message also, you know, uh, then. When I come to the end of a line or paragraph, most probably, suddenly all that stuff disappears. Most of the paragraph disappears. And all I see is a dot flashing at the bottom of my screen. And of course, I have a bunch of icons that I did not have before. You know, at the bottom of the you know, screen, you have a bunch uh, of icons. You know, previously, the only ones I saw were like, you know, uh, I, I think, uh, like change to a different 
keyboard, like a world uh, symbol that you, know, you change to a different keyboard, which I sometimes do, one, one keyboard. If I did accidentally, I would go back, you know, I would shift again, I would I'd click on it again, I would go back to my, you know, American English keyboard. But uh-huh. there are plenty of others, I don't know, I mean, some of them, they were given, you know, like uh, analyzing the, you know, the uh, character fonts and so forth. I think, but there are a whole bunch of them, you know, like uh, that, I, you know, like what emojis and stuff like that I never use. So I don't know whether by any accident I'm hitting any of those, you know, just like it goes into this world thing without my trying anything. Uh, but I could not figure out how to get back to the message I had before because all it gives me option at the top is cancel. And if I cancel, it takes out all that stuff and just, you know, gives me uh, whatever one paragraph left or nothing left other than, you know, uh, the top of the message, you know. And uh, the only other thing I see, I don't remember seeing anything else that said, you know, would you like to go back to the previous one uh, or, you know, an option to get out of this particular situation. And do you know anything? <clears throat> You're not able to go back. It sounds yeah. like the update has updated the way that your keyboard looks and acts. Um, and unfortunately, even though you don't like that, there's no way to go back to the way it was. Um, hopefully that, uh, Apple will, you know, patch that in a future update regarding your, uh, typing emails and then losing everything. I totally get that frustration. I run into that on my own phone sometimes. Um, I have found that mobile devices are not great for long winded composition. However, a, uh, a decent thing that you can do, uh, to, uh, kind of roll with the punches here is just go in when you see that this is happening and copy all of the text that you've already written and cut it and put it in a note. Type your email in the note before you actually do it in the app or the email or whatever, if you're having problems, and then just copy the note to the email and paste it and see if that doesn't work better for you. I have to do that myself sometimes when my phone starts acting up. Word or something and compose the text. Or, yeah, I guess, yeah, and uh, maybe pay, that pages allow you to compose text. I never use that, but if it goes, not it, a great worker, but it will work until they can fix whatever glitch is occurring on your phone with your keyboard. Okay, okay. I've got another option. I thought is maybe if I have anything large and longer, I'll just go to Gmail in my on my desktop, which is much easier, yeah. and uh, do much there, easier. And, you know. All right, Ral, we appreciate the call from Vicksburg today. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll have Mikey and Mobile. We'll take your calls as well. 877-MPB-RING is the number, 877-672-7464. And there's plenty of news yet to get into as well. Stay tuned. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening on this Wednesday morning with Jeremy. I am Jay. Welts is out this week. We'll be glad to have him back next week. And you can call us up this morning with your tech questions or comments, 877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 7464 Let's get right back to it. we got Mikey in Mobile on the line. Mikey, good morning. Good morning, and, and uh, thank you for the rock star comment. Uh, <laughs> uh, but mostly because I, I am very, I'm very honored by whoever Duck Hill is, and especially honored to be put in the same category as Sue from Beaumont, because she is one smart gal. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily match that, um, uh, you know, the intelligence factor. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but I do, she and I do have a lot of the same kinds of questions. And that, which is one reason why I love it when she calls in. You know, there's there's some others, Kathleen and Timothy. You know, uh, come up. You know, the, off the top of my head, uh, are frequent callers, and I learn so much from the things that they ask, and I learn so much from MPB from all of y'all. You know, well, thank you so uh, much. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, and this is another attempt to learn here. Um, uh, okay, primary question, and, and let me ask, you know, add a couple of comments, you know, after I ask it. Um, am I understanding correctly that uh, even having a, a landline is what it was called previously, I guess? I don't know if many people have that anymore. Um, uh, even that is not going to be privacy protected. And my comments are, if not, then already we got, you know, the uh, um, <laughs> we got the thought police. <laughs> you know, um, uh, hello Russia, hello China. <laughs> it's uh, you know, uh, I mean, in India and South America and Canada and you know where a pick, pick you know, pick a place. Um, whoever wants to, you know, uh, how, why? What do you, is there anything possible that you can do to have just a simple life with some privacy? Um, uh, you know, and I, I realize that I'm calling into a public program and I enjoy this ability to connect. But uh, come on, I don't want y'all to see me grubbing around in my gardening clothes and stuff, and I don't <laughs> want you in my bathroom, okay? <laughs> okay, and that's fair enough, and I won't be there, uh, and neither will Jay. We can verify that, like, 100%. We don't know about the rest of the world, but we'll, you know, we'll see what we can do. Um, as far as your question goes, what security exactly are you talking about with a landline? Are you saying, like, being uh, exempt from advertiser IDs and tracking? I don't participate in any of that anyway. I worked in advertising, man. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I find out what I want to it, through other means. I don't use my electronics for that. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to live off the grid, yeah, just um, don't don't have any internet. Uh, do not have a smartphone. Don't drive a car made after I don't know uh, 2010 or so. Um, I mean, a lot of them just have you know smart features built into them. A lot of them track where you go and what you do. And there's really no way to stop that. Um, even as far as the smart meters that we have on our homes for electricity, that thing can find out all kinds of stuff about what you're doing. I have read that they can go down and analyze to the, uh, the wavelength of uh, energy that's coming through your home. And they can find out what you're watching on your TV because everything has 
a unique draw of energy. And so they can determine all these things. They know when you're running your washer, obviously, versus when you're running uh, your microwave and so on and so forth. But there is so much data collection out there that the future, I mean, you're already in that future. This is already a thing. This is already established. So the only way to get away from it, don't have any any smart electronics whatsoever and um, uh, live on a sustainable uh, piece of land on your own. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no great answer to that question because security... No, there's always a medium. It has to be a balance. I mean, I'm not, you know, trying to diss the entire system. I'm trying to ask where the balance is. Um, uh, now, I can, I can do all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's like I can entertain myself musically. I can read books. I can ride a bicycle. I can drag a cart. I can do gardening and grow part of my food, you know, it's like, but I recognize that I still need to be sociologically connected and am. Certainly. So I would say, I would say, Mikey, and we appreciate the call this morning because we've got a little ways to go and a couple calls to get there. But the best way to mitigate that in your brain is how much at ease you can be with just how much of your data is in just how many people's hands that it is already in. And it's not a matter of, you know, can, you know, how much can you, and look, I'm sure, and I should do some research on this and we can talk about this on the show, how much you can try to pull yourself off the grid. But uh, it's, it would be like saying uh, to a certain extent, how can I live in the United States and not live on this, you know, Western North American diet, right? I mean, right. you can do that, but it's going to be extremely difficult. And the way that our everyday life is set up, it funnels you right into the opposite of that. And so it's just about how much, how comfortable can you be with having some of that in your life to some certain extent? And I don't mean to be pessimistic about it. Um, and if you want to be diligent about it, I'm sure there's a way that you can erase yourself. But you know what? That's going to become your entire life. That's that's how pervasive it is. And I don't mean to be doom and gloom here, but that's how pervasive it is. If you want to erase yourself from being tracked, you would have to basically spend all of your waking hours doing that. And that's kind of that's kind of doomsday. But <laughs> sorry. Right. Regulations always come after the fact, and it's always usually way later than it needed to have been. But that's just the way it works. I mean, that's just how money flows. Yeah, and uh, and to Raoul's point, who called from Vicksburg earlier, I wish the United States still handled regulations largely the way Europe does. But we're, we're that cow is way out of our barn. All right, let's stick a couple of calls in here if we can before the end of the show. Let's go to Hurley and talk to Anna. Anna, thanks for calling. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm using a uh, average uh, uh, app for ad blocks, and finally went in to look at it. Uh, a hobby put it in there, and and realized, well, all this stuff in there went to advanced settings, and it's got ads and all these sub things: ads, privacy, malware, <clears throat> excuse me, malware domains, uh, social, multi-purpose regions, languages, custom. 
Uh, and, and the things in it were just blowing me away. And I thought, well, sure. And unlike under regions and languages, sure, I want everybody from list AR to um, uh, uh, don't sax and and I don't know every name name a country from Ru- Russia on China name it Switzerland uh, Turkey are all on this thing and I said sure finally I thought but, okay I'm gonna check them all see what happens and I did it came back that my uh, uh, what do you call the uh, protection uh, uh, browsing protection uh, app came back as this thing that I didn't want to renew, and it kept popping up, and I couldn't get it to go away. And it said, hey, that's malware. Okay. So uh, I didn't want that malware, and it went away because I checked all these things on the ads, privacy malware, you know, all the stuff I listed. And, and okay, I thought, okay, I'm going to close it down, bring it back up, and see what happens. And that's what it did. One of the things it did, it said that was malware, and it's going to block all this stuff. Well, okay, so uh, one of the things that happened today was that same uh, browsing protection came back up, and it says, thank you for choosing it. Um, I didn't choose it, and I found out it was malware, and it's a very popular name, and it wants Mm -hmm. me to enable all of their extensions. And I'm like, where am I? Where am I? Did I do the wrong thing? What is this extension called? Uh, this extension? You mean the the ad block app? Yeah. yeah. What's it called? Adware ad block. Okay. Well, go in there and remove that extension from your browser and install uBlock Origin. Or it may be. I think she's saying it might be an app. If it's an app, remove the app also. But yeah. if it's an extension on your browser, like like Jeremy was saying. Hey, we appreciate the call. Stanley and Starkville, I'm sorry. We're right up against the end of the show. I hope we can talk to you next week. We'll be back next Wednesday at 10. Hey, we're going to have a bunch of links from all the tech stories that we didn't have a chance to get to today because of all of our callers, including all of the new streaming stuff coming out in April, including including Ozark Season 4, Better Call Saul, Season 6, Saving Private Ryan, Full Metal Jacket, How to Train Your Jacket, Dragon, Not Your Jacket. Stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart.